0: Hello, Richard Hovey here with Renovari Canada, and um, sitting down today in different spaces, but uh, together via Zoom, uh, with Ward Gregoire out of Winnipeg, and just going to take some time today to uh, discuss life, spiritual life, and uh, see where this conversation takes us. Uh, Ward's been a friend uh, for a few years now, journeying together in uh, in the realm of spirituality uh, and spiritual formation. And so I'm excited and happy to be able to sit down with him uh, in this format uh, today. So Ward, thank you. And welcome to our conversation. It's good to have you here.
1: Hi, Richard. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, I look forward to our, our time together and uh, kind of actually excited about it. I think it'll, it's always kind of fun getting to, together with you and, and just to discuss, well, almost anything actually.
0: Definitely. One of the reasons and when I was planning uh, these uh, conversations and uh, uh, to, to, to broadcast and put out to some other people who might be interested, uh, you came to mind because I've always enjoyed uh, connecting with you. Um, you've shared things over the last few years that we've known each other that uh, I, I've taken with me and pondered further and thought, I, I wouldn't mind pressing Ward a little bit more on that and finding out more about that. And then I thought, well, why don't I actually do that more formally and uh, have this this conversation with the Ward? So you came to mind uh, to have a conversation with. So to get us started, just yeah, a bit about your yourself, your your journey. Um, I'll open up broad and wide at the beginning here um, as you reflect upon your own uh, spiritual journey. Uh, maybe some highlights or things that have been important uh, to you over the last number of years and in shaping your spiritual life uh if that's not too broad if that's too broad let me know and i'll narrow it but yeah
1: um yeah i, th- I think it's important to say that i, I didn't uh grow up in a, in a christian home uh simply because that, that i think that colors one's one's walk with god um i think conversations we've had in the past i, I would have to say that um when when you're when you're searching for God, as opposed to growing up in an environment where where God is present and 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 near or common, dare I say it that way, that um, life is different. You 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 really are a seeker, and and I think I, I I would have to say that 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 was probably most of my my childhood is is seeking God and wanting to know Him. Uh, in, in, a, in a more personal way. Um, so that happened. Uh, well, I, I guess there are events I would look at uh, the the process of, of becoming a Christian as, as, as indeed just that a process that's ongoing. Um, there are those moments where you make decisions that are moving you forward that you recognize much more clearly than other times. And I would have to say that, um, you know, over, over the years, probably one of the significant uh, points of contact would be uh, attending the Renovere program. Um, much later in life, I was, what would I be? About uh, 50, 56, I guess. And, and I think Renovere really um, was a significant point of contact for me because I'd come to that place where I would have to say, I'm seeking to know God uh, in in a much deeper relational way. And and that had been happening for at least a good 10 or 15 years already, where I was was connecting with God um, much more like we would one-to-one relationally. There's praying, I'll say praying to God, and then there's praying with God in the sense of that, that conversation. And, and one of my big quests, I would say, in around my 40s, was, was really having to deal with the fact of how do I hear God? Um, I was, my wife and I were asked to, uh, to start a, a church plant in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, which uh, unfortunately didn't, didn't end up coming through for us particularly, or, although it did for the couple who started it. And that was a turning point for me, saying, who, who is this God uh, in, in the sense of how do I hear him? And, and so that, that quest led me on the journey of reading, uh, a journey of, of, of time with God, of, of seeking God. And I, I think I, w- I would have to say for about a decade that that, that was coming to fruition. There was that, that conversational time with God um, Time with Renovere took that and and just expanded it. It it, it expanded it in in ways of understanding um, spiritual life. Uh, It certainly was great to to be side-by-side with with other people who wanted to grow in their relationship with God and to have deeper discussions. Um, It was was a a huge thing to be able to have those open conversations, those bonds built uh, from people across Canada. And I think the the readings were were, were highly um, delightful. I would have to say because they they really touched on a lot of topics that that I was certainly wrestling with. One, one book I, I remember in particular, right off the top of my head, uh, uh, was compassion. Um, just just in regards to how <laughs> one of one of my um, I'm running off at the mouth here a little bit, but one of my, one of my big issues at, at the time with God ha- has always been, Lord, how do I love others? Because I, I see how I don't. Mm. So, so how do I love others? Uh, I, I wrestle with, with changing on the inside. And, and just reading that book, it was, it was as if he, he's expressing that same sort of angst, if you will, Of of loving, of of having a sense of compassion. And and it's a process, it's a it's a maturation process, but it's certainly a process that that involves spending time with God, spending time with others, and and letting go, I I think letting go a lot of of our selfish desires. As as soon as we let go of the selfish desires, um, then I think the changes happen where you simply can love others because you're you're not so tightly bound to the things that you you are wanting. So, um, in, in, I didn't kind of give you a brief, but I guess the, a couple of little highlights as far as to to the journey so far.
0: I love the idea of seeking. That's something that uh, I didn't come to realize till uh, later on, and I appreciate that the few highlights you gave. The word seeking came up a few times. Um, uh, it might have been, uh, I might be misquoting or, or miscrediting uh, uh, the, the, the quote to somebody that uh, it might not be from. I think it was Tozer uh, who had said to have found God and still pursue him as a soul's paradox of love. Um, and we're never really done finding God. Um, and I didn't realize that early on. I, I didn't grow up in the church myself. Early years, uh, came to the Lord around uh, 12 uh, years old, and then in my teen years started going to church, um, but had this faulty thought uh, that, okay, I found God now, um, but but God is, you don't find God, then that's it. It's this process uh, of continuing to uh, seek and to pursue and to learn, uh, and to really appreciate uh, that process of becoming a Christian, uh, you had noted yeah. as well, a process which is never done,
1: perhaps. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Becoming becoming a Christian, as opposed to I became a Christian, and and, and I think that that's a, a significant point because we are continually uh, becoming Christ like. We, we are continually moving towards the Father. We are continually um, responding to the Spirit within us. So so there's that continuation. There's that that becoming. Um, that, that I think is is a very good picture, as opposed to, well, I I accepted Jesus into my life, and um, that's kind of that. Uh, it's I it's, it's, yeah. it's a little yeah, it's it's certainly not the the life that I've seen. Um, I I would I would hate to think that you become a Christian and that's it. Uh, there's there is the process, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that's that uh, you know the, the concept of uh, uh, inner inner change learn learning to love uh, learning to be compassionate uh, learning to care um it, it, and for myself i think learning learning to be loved um learning to be loved by god uh is uh, one of the other areas of my life that i'm still learning um as i see that change you know.
1: absolutely i uh, thank you for mentioning that because um <laughs> learning to be loved, learning learning knowing that you're you're lovely uh, in the eyes of God and 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 actually feeling that I think this is where the emotions in your relationship with God are really significant. I, I remember um when when I was learning to to hear the voice of God. I was just beginning that process and I was well into my 40s and and I, I remember one of the times I had just blown it with the kids. I probably got a little more irate than I should have. And, and it really deeply bothered me. And and I, I just kind of cried out to God, you know, I, I just want them to know how much I love them. Mm -hmm. And yet, and yet that's not what I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. when I mentioned that, I just want them to know how much I love them. God spoke in, in my, in my mind, Lord, that's what I want for you. To know how much I loved it, I, it just broke me. Just wow. absolutely broke me. And and those are the those are the emotional connections that you need with God. I think those are the. That's why you need to hear His voice, is because He gives you that affirmation of His love that I don't think you can get unless you hear His voice. Yeah. Um, how else can He say it? He can't really say it through the Bible um, in that intimate way through the Bible, you get the entire foundation of, of your faith and understanding of, 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 of God's action through Christ, uh, of the whole entire story, but you don't get him calling you by name. You don't get him speaking to you directly in such a meaningful way that, that profoundly changes your life. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I think that's uh, another connecting piece for me that I realized maybe a little later on uh, in, in my journey uh, is, you know, we have our ideas, our, our doctrine, if you will, our ideas about God, uh, which are important. Um, and then we're called to, to a life, live for God, our, our practice. Uh, but for me, realizing, again, later in life than I would have cared, but realizing that connecting piece is when I actually, um, if I can word it this way, come to the belief in myself that these ideas about God, God aren't something just to be believed or aren't as truths written on the pages of the Bible, but these things are true for me, and God knows me, and God loves me, and, and out of that space, for, for my own journey, out of that space comes the ability to then actually imagine uh, becoming loving and compassionate uh, instead of the, if I can contrast it this way, you know, God is holy, so you should be holy, so go be holy. Well, I don't know how to do that. Um, but when I recognize that emotive peace, that heart peace, uh, and that this holy God uh, has a passion and compassion for me and can, like you noted, hear that and believe that, but then that that goes a lot farther to bringing that interchange than just facts yeah. on the page about God it actually produces something yeah. um, it, that, that can be powerful yeah yeah, uh,
1: uh, yeah absolutely I, I don't know I don't even know how how to to say it any further from from written word to spoken word to the heart uh, it, yeah. it, you know I, I was trying to think of the dynamic we have with one another I mean if if all, if all you ever knew of me was my goodwill towards you, which you wouldn't really know because it's a will, you'd know, yeah. oh, Ward's a nice guy and he does nice yeah. things towards me. He talks to me, he smiles, he laughs. But until I say something like, hey, Richard, you know, I really deeply appreciate who you are, what you think about your actions, your, your, your vision for, for life. Mm. Um, and I just want to know that I have a profound respect for you until I kind of enter in and say that with a depth of meaning and sincerity that, that hits you to the core, and I can't because I'm not God in that sense, and God can speak to your core and, and have profoundly impact. I mean, that, that's, it's, it's, it's revelatory. It truly is revelatory.
0: Yeah, it moves from being superficial, if I can use that word to being, uh, <laughs> that's gonna sound odd, but from being superficial, being something actually quite super. Uh, something quite yeah. deep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. And I think the same in our It's it's kind of like when we also talk about um, being embraced by God, you know, for mm-hmm. those of us who are, are maybe on the physical sense of life as 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 well as just the, the oral is just that to 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 know the embrace of God and, and have have him infer you in that sense with love. Uh, well we we don't probably ever really get that um other than through maybe his his words of love to us in in our heart and mind Mm -hmm. Uh, of course again through another human being yes uh through 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 if we want to say nature and the natural realm his creation Mm -hmm. yes but you know how how do we get a direct touch of god in our life um the, the, the Bible is, is, is a powerful uh, revelation to us uh, and, and a foundational one. And and, and so we, we absolutely need to soak in his word.
0: Mm.
1: But my goodness, when, when you spend that time with God in such a way that that you can hear his voice for you, hear him speak to you and be embraced by him figuratively. Um, this this is this is bringing us back to that that father child relationship or parent child relationship that we all long for and need and, and are intimate with because we've all been children so we know we know that we know that intimately we've been there and and we've been I, I, i'll say this and maybe run off a little too long but from the opposite end if you've been a parent that's one of the few times you really begin to appreciate the fullness of of that of that relationship, parent and child, you, you really get the fullness of it. And I think it's when I became a parent that I made another step into that relationship with God that that just moved me much further. Is, is it, was, it, was, it, it was a unique position. I, I remember mentioning it to many people that becoming a parent was one of the best things I could have ever done in my relationship with God. Um, very profound very profound things that we can go through.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I appreciate the, the the question uh, along with that uh, just before that is how do we, how do we hear from God? Right. And I'm not going to pretend to answer that simply here in this time that we have. Um, But uh, I think part of what you alluded to is taking the time. Uh, I think often for for me, I can, uh, you know, there's lots to do. Life can get busy. The weeks can get busy. Um, and think of my own family, uh, being married and three, three kids myself, and looking back over the years, um, the times when I maybe didn't speak well or listen well to, to my children uh, are times when I was busy, times when I was flustered or distracted or preoccupied with uh, things I needed to get done, whatever they might be, um, and just what was living a, a busy, hectic, distracted lifestyle and for me to really hear my kids and or to speak well to them um, took time and uh, patience and uh, whatnot and I wonder yeah as you, you share about being a parent how much of that correlates and or can be an image uh, in, in my own relating with God um, is to take the time. Um, not just to get through the, uh, for those who maybe do devotional readings or reading through the Bible, got my chapter read for today and now on with, uh, you know, whatever needs to be done. Uh, but actually to sit and, uh, I can't remember how you worded it more, but just to, to be in in that space and to take the time there uh, to listen uh, to be held, if you will.
1: Yeah. You no, know, that, and that's that's a sense of integrity. Um, you, you, you know, we are, uh, are, are we being genuine with who we are and the time we have I mean you, you, you said it well we, it, are we taking the time because of our busy lifestyle are we paying lip service do, do we do we truly enter into the moments we have with each other? are we willing to be unguarded open honest uh, genuine and and maybe vulnerable is a good word there to, to just be, In this relationship whatever stage it's at whether whether you're relating to a child whether you're relating to a peer whether you're relating to someone who's your senior and appreciating who they are um i i I think i think taking that time is absolutely critical uh to 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 our personhood i think it's certainly critical to our relationship with god because if i can't be vulnerable real honest with god um, it's not happening, it's not a relationship. Uh, <laughs> you, you are kidding yourself. I, I, what would be the point? Um, yeah, yeah I, 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 it, it kind of stuns me as I even think about that. Um,
0: I appreciate and, and,
1: and, and, yeah, I, I guess I was go- gonna say next and it would be no different than with, with anyone else. I, I mean, I understand that in some cases we need to be guarded in, in, in certain relationships you're, you' you're not necessarily going to be fully vulnerable with all people at all times um, but there are times when I think we need to let that guard down for sure and be open and honest uh, with with our children with with our family with our with with the significant significant relationships we have um, and at times with those relationships that maybe we can let our guard down and then put it back up. Those those need to ebb and flow, but without that, uh, my goodness, no one would ever know you. And yeah. do you want to live like that? I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the tying of the terms. I hadn't thought of these terms together necessarily, at least not uh, intentionally. Uh, integrity and vulnerability. Um, mm. I, I, I like you. I like how you joined those two words. Um, to have integrity is also to be vulnerable, uh, or in our vulnerability, we're having integrity. Uh, we're, we're not pretending that uh, that we're fine, or that everything's fine, or not pretending that uh, uh, things are not as we really are. And again, thinking of uh, you know coming before God um, with vulnerability, um, with openness, and sharing our heart, sharing my heart. Um, I thought of the, um, it's a tough scripture. I thought of the condom, when you were sharing the condemnation that we find in scripture uh, from God to his people. You know, this people honors me with their, uh, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Um, And and that's not what God is calling us to, right? And not Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, well, we we know we should praise God or worship God, so we'll we'll vocalize that. Uh, In the meantime, our, our hearts are burdened with, Uh, darkness and shrouded and brokenness. Uh, But God invites us to actually bring that broken, dark heart before him and to present ourselves to him. And again, going back to this idea of process or journey uh, that we're on, um, Gordon T. Smith picks up the idea in explaining conversion uh, along the same lines that we've been talking, this idea of being converted, right? We're, We're being changed. And, and that doesn't necessarily negate from having a uh, moment, um, uh, maybe a, you know, praying a prayer, a moments in our lives where change has occurred or that we're aware that we've made a commitment. Uh, but the actual change is a process over time. And, and I wonder, yeah, that's the importance of uh, bringing ourselves before God at the stage we are in or the place that we are in. Um, and, and how that could deepen that relationship as it would with our children or our neighbors, our close friends. Yeah.
1: You, you know, two, two, two things are kind of flowing flowing from that. What, what you said before about, you know, are, are, are you, are you, is your heart far from me or near to me in the sense of through scripture and, and, and God speaking? I, I, I think when I first approached scripture in, in my 20s, when I, became, when, I, when I first started to, to make the process of of becoming a Christian uh, that the scripture just profoundly impacted me by seeing people respond to God, you know, people are talking to God and, and, and God is talking to them. There's this interplay and I'm like, well, how does that work? You know, and it's throughout scripture. It's everywhere. You cannot get away from this. And as, as, a, as, a, as a 20-year-old, I, I'm being hit by this going, well, okay, then this is, this is a reality that, that, that I can have. Obviously, if, if scripture has any, any weight and any value to me, this, this seems obvious that God is a God who is relational and communicates and is not silent. Um, and is it present in some way, shape, or form? Now, obviously, I, I understand the dynamic that that God is, is not uh, physically present and, and, and doesn't have a physical voice that I'm necessarily hearing in the here and now, like I'm talking to you, uh, but but that's, in, in fact, what I'm seeing in, in the Bible is there are conversations going on. Um, and these are conversations that are changing people's lives. Abraham is being called uh, from, from away. Um, Adam and Eve are being chastised. Uh, Dave, David is responding to God. The prophets are responding to God. Uh, it's, it's on and on and on. And to me, that's, that's where I think that vulnerability and that honesty, integrity, uh, can shape your life if you respond to god and if you're seeking god and and willing to to follow through on that conversation you have with god i i get it that there may be things that i say to god that are like no i don't want to change here and i'm stubborn that's that's fair ball but at least i need to admit that as opposed to pretending that everything's hunky-dory when it's not i, I think I think it's totally fair to be able to say to God, I don't want to, I'm not going to, and I refuse, and, and allow those chips to fall. God, God is a compassionate, uh, and, and, and God is, is, is caring and loving. Uh, he's, he's not someone who's going to, to just run amok into my life. He, he is, I, I was just reading very recently that that oh I cannot remember who the, who the author is but he's he said it in such a way that was beautiful that God is shy and I've never heard that before in my life and I thought yeah I kind of get it because he doesn't interpose on your life he he allows he allows you to be and to be alone if that's what you will but as soon as you you call out he's there and so I so I think that he's very sensitive to us. And if we say, I'm not ready for that just now, he he might say, I think we can do this, you know, in, in, in that compassionate tone. But I don't think you'll ever hear the say, you're going to do this. Even even I'd interplay with Moses, right? He's, he says to Moses, That's You're true. my man, you're 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 the you're the one I've called to tell my people, right? To talk to Pharaoh. And and to, and Moses is backpedaling, trying to weasel out of it, uh, do whatever he can. And, you know, God is being persistent in answering him and, and not budging on the fact that you're my man. But he's not, he's not abusing that authority and that power. Jonah, same thing, that same kind of picture we have. Jonah, Jonah runs, runs from, from what God is wanting him to do. And you know the 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 picture we get is that he goes through some pretty bizarre scenarios, but ultimately God is responding to him very gently, very kindly, um, and showing compassion to who He'll show compassion on. Jonah has troubles with that, and it kind of ends there. Um, yeah. yeah, that that beautiful picture of God being very kind and gentle, compassion. Uh, why why would you not want to be honest before god because he's he's the most compassionate being we, who's who's ever going to be involved in our life
0: yeah sorry little roundabout way i love that and i love the idea of responding to to god and responding to a god that we understand uh, is uh, compassionate uh, i was thinking as as you were sharing uh, of the popular uh, biblical story of the prodigal son uh, you know, the younger son goes off, um, wa- wastes his father's uh, inheritance he's received, his father's money and rights, his living and whatnot. Um, and, and there's an elder son in the story as well. And, and I wonder initially if uh, the way the story is told, if neither one fully understands the compassion of the father, the younger son, when he comes back, uh, the story is told in, in Luke's gospel, Um, The father comes running to him as he sees him approaching, uh, embraces him, loves him, um, uh, shows compassion to him. Um, And and in in the account itself, in the biblical languages, it is the word compassion that is shown up in the father to the son. And the son is welcomed home. And the son has an opportunity then to, what am I going to do with this compassion? Uh, How am I going to respond to this? The elder son in the story, uh, is actually bothered and angered uh, by the compassion that's been shown to the younger son who has not lived well, and, and the older son wouldn't go in, uh, wouldn't celebrate with the father and the rest of the family, and the younger son uh, wouldn't recognize or I don't want to read too much in, into it, but wouldn't didn't believe in this compassion that was being shown, and and says you know. Father, I've worked for you all these years. I've never disobeyed. I've never done anything wrong. And you've never thrown a party like this for me. You never had done this for me. And the father says, all that I have has always been yours. Uh, and this elder son had never received what was there for him uh, this whole time. And, and so I just wonder, yeah, as we look at this, I mentioned earlier, this inner change that we look for, this ability to live into compassion ourselves, um, yeah, to, to come before the Father, recognize His compassion, um, and and then to be, to trust enough to be vulnerable with that, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and give ourselves over to uh, this compa- to be embraced by the compassion of God, uh, mm-hmm. and then to figure out what it looks like to live out of that space instead of trying to earn the love of God or trying to please a God who's angry with us. Um, and, and not not to write off uh, completely the anger of God; it's there, um, but to, to recognize the compassion of God and to enter into that. Yeah.
1: Yes, there's there's, there's certainly something deep going on there, isn't there? In in, in the sense that, uh, well, at, at various times in, in in our in our in our walk, we are we are either one of those sons. Um, you, you know, we've received the compassion from God because of uh, of being disobedient and and, and repenting, yeah. and and then like the the elder son, we think we're doing pretty good, and maybe we're a little bit envious or jealous of how he's treating someone else other than us, yeah. or we think yeah. we're doing good and we've been slighted by God. We we haven't been blessed or we haven't been given uh, some good thing from god and we just don't catch the goodness that he's been giving us all along like like this like this sun. um and and one does need to ask where's our heart where is my heart when i'm jealous when i'm envious when i'm feeling slighted um what's going on and and those are the times those are the times when you do need to spend um a significant time with god to, to be able to just deal with that and say you know, Lord, what's, what's going on here? I, I'm, I'm, I'm envious. I'm bitter. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit jaded about such and such uh, and, and deal with it. it. It's not a, it's not a, a once deal with it, but it's over a process of time, weeks, months, years. I mean, it's, it never ends really, but to deal with the realities that we're facing, to, to talk to God and say, you know I'm feeling far from you, mm. and I don't like it, but I don't know what to do about it so I'll just be honest with you and tell you and hopefully we can move from here mm. um, in time and and that's back back to what you're saying before making the time giving the time it certainly doesn't need to take hours in our day it's a continuous kind of thing when when you have a, a a few moments at the beginning of the day, a few moments, middle of the day, whenever. But to make that time with God, I, I think as he speaks to your heart, as you as you be honest in your heart to him, um, then, then the changes begin to percolate through you. Uh, yeah, that's that a good picture. The, the, the prodigal uh, son is, is probably one of the most powerful um, allusions to our life that, that we, can, we can have. Because it's 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 all of us, right? We we've, we've all been um, disobedient, negligent, uh, careful, cautious, um, obedient, uh, perfect, if you will, um, and and troubled all at the same time. Um, wow, yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: And whatever state that we find ourselves in, to uh, going back to two things we've noted, I think to recognize the compassion of God for us, uh, whatever son we identify with, or daughter, uh, uh, whatever child we identify with, um, to recognize the compassion of God for us, uh, and to bring ourselves to that place of being vulnerable, uh, open uh, before God and where we're at. Um, And if we're angry, um, yeah, to bring that before God, but to do so in a way that Allows his care to come in uh, instead of closing God out, right?
1: Yeah, um, hmm. yeah you and, and and those aspects of our personality that we're not that happy with, you know, our our anger, our jealousy, our contempt, what whatever it is that is not a good thing, and we know it's not a good thing. I I think. I think that is probably more critical than, than anywhere to bring up before God, mm-hmm. because that's where it gets dealt with. How, how else are you going to deal with a critical attitude? How else are you going to deal with uh, uh, judgment, um, lack of compassion, if you can't say to God, um, I'm not a compassionate person, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very judgmental, or I'm very angry, um, I'm bitter about this, uh, that's when it'll get dealt with, that, that's when You will begin to deal with those things in your personality, in your nature, in your character that you want to see changed um, by admitting them, um, by by recognizing them and and seeing that as you bring to God that which only he can deal with um, by love. Right. God isn't going to say, oh, okay, you don't you don't. (laughs) <laughs> you don't like being angry, well, we'll just stop you from being angry. Um, it's, it's no different than you would with a, a parent-child relationship again um, to, to be able to come to your child and, and, and say, well, you know, one of the ways I deal with my anger is and and just offer that or, well, what are you angry about? And then have the conversation flow there. and And I think we begin to see Things in that conversation with God um, that just are, are revelatory, and we can we can hold on to it and grow bit by bit on those on those pieces that we hang on to, and and we, we change. That that's when we change. It, it, the 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 spiritual formation, if you will, if we can use that word, the spiritual formation, character formation begins to occur, and we become more Christ-like, and that's. That's the reality of, of the Christian life, is through our, our, our walk with God, our relationship with God, our conversations and time with God, we, we change because we interact with him and, and we respond, we respond. Beautifully stated,
0: agreed. I think thinking back to kind of where we started with this idea of um, you know becoming a, a Christian, I, I think one of the difficulties uh, with the language on the other side and again not that there isn't moments um, of time where where significant prayers are prayed or significant uh, commitments are made but to say well i i I am saved i got saved so i shouldn't be angry anymore uh where if we're being (laughs) being saved and i'm becoming less angry or i'm becoming more patient or i'm becoming more compassionate I'm becoming more like Christ. Yeah, I think it's the the, the beauty of the process or the journey uh, language is that it gives us room for these things to be worked out in our lives, instead of saying, "Well, you've made a commitment to Christ; you shouldn't be like that anymore." Well, no, yeah. I'm becoming like right.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, and and, and then as I was just thinking, as you said it, you know, you can all you can say it the opposite way as well who am i becoming you know the question yes. um why am i not becoming more like um and and again in all honesty it's it's not a pressure um god god is god is not about to say why are you not so and so why are you not like this that, that, that's that's not the case not not in all the bible do i think we catch that kind of picture of god uh there's an accountability, you know, um, I, I think a beautiful picture is, is, uh, interplay between God and Cain, um, you know, that, that interplay of what, what's going on in your heart right now. You must overcome the evil. It's, it's, it's not saying you've got to, to, to change in certain ways, but there, there is evil lurking here and you need to overcome this or it will rule over you. Yeah. Um, it's a warning, it, it, it's, it's a compassionate warning to say this isn't going to go well, uh, and in and, and the freedom we have to make our decisions, he's not overruling our life, he's not ruling our life in, in that strict sense of the term, but as, as a parent again, he's giving a very, very serious warning, and of course Cain does what Cain does and kills his brother Abel, and, and then again, that accountability where's your brother?
0: Uh,
1: you know, the, the compassion, uh, uh, even afterwards when Cain Cain has slain his brother and God is now meeting out a consequence to his action and Cain says, it'll be too severe. And and God says, I'll put a mark on you so that no one will harm you. I, I mean, compassion, 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 but the care and interaction, it's not just a free lovey dovey thing. There's a responsibility and, and as we respond or choose not to respond in, in in an appropriate way, the consequences we face, God is still with us. God, God is still saying, you know, where are you? Where are you at? I'm 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 here willing willing to be with you in in your darkest moments. And and for some of us, maybe we haven't had some really deep dark moments where we've killed a person but some of us have uh you know some of us have done some terrible terrible things and god is still a god of compassion to all of us those who are pretty good and those who are not very good at all god is still compassionate we are all his potential children there is no one no one no one that is like that
0: lovely yeah agreed agreed um, sometimes uh, I can people myself included can struggle with you know when things are difficult or or when uh, there's consequence or seasons of uh, um, this real real difficulty um, we can begin to question you know why has this not worked out uh, if God loved me why don't I have? Whatever mm. it might be, you know what I mean? That better job, that mm. better this, that better that. If God's love was real, why uh, am I struggling with uh, whatever it might be? And, and I think an important piece that I'm hearing is another current, or maybe even a more obvious current in our conversation, is that God's desire for us um, is for us to be uh, transformed uh, into, uh, if I can use the word holy uh, again. You know, holy people are whole people, yeah. And, and sometimes that transforming uh, comes by way of difficulty. And uh, sometimes I can equate uh, the difficulty, of difficulties of my life, with God's lack of care. Uh, but it could actually very well be God's allowing the difficulty. Sometimes the difficulty might be a consequence of my own uh, bad behavior, uh, wrongdoing. Um, but God can take that and does take that uh, difficulty and use it uh, to bring me to a more profound place in and with Christ. And maybe a more profound realization of His, of God's compassion uh, and his love as well. Again, how am I going to respond? Right? What am I going to do uh, in these circumstances? And who do I believe God to be? Um, and if I believe him to be compassionate and caring and loving, uh, am I going to trust that? And
1: just we'll step into that with him, yeah. But, and that's, I thank you for mentioning that. You, you know, we, we are in a world where difficult things happen, bad things happen, uh, terrible things happen. And, and you know, if, if <laughs> okay, I'll go here. I didn't want to go here. If God is loving, why do these terrible bad things happen? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a fair question. Um, I I think the direction we go in in answering it uh, tends to be a little bit problematic, Um, but if if we are volitional creatures who have been given this volition by God, um, then, and and, and we recognize that we are volitional, we we have a a great uh, freedom to, to choose and make decisions uh for against good bad and and that is our 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 situation god has designed us so so Mm -hmm. when we when we say well if god was good where does evil come from i I won't go into that part of the conversation because that's a biggie but but the fact that we have these choices that we can make um gives us that uh, ability to to respond Towards God or away from God, and and we have to recognize that those consequences and responsibilities are ours ultimately. And I and I think it's I think it's uh, our issue if if we don't want to face them uh, to to simply say, well, it's not my responsibility, not my problem. Um, we all own the responsibility and, and, and the issues that we're faced with in society. How am I how am I responding to my neighbor? How am I responding to the people that I associate with at work? Um, Am I as caring, compassionate, and concerned for them as I could be? Do I really care uh, about their finances? Do I really care about their health? I mean, how how far do you stretch that? I don't know. These are questions I I ask myself on, on a regular basis is, is what is my compassion shaping out to be like is it is it very much a surface thing where i ask you how you're doing i listen to how you're doing but i i don't interact in such a way that really makes any difference in your life um can i then at least as a co-worker alleviate some of the some of the things in your work day that, that helps you can i at least assist you in a job take some time out can I, can I at least hear you and 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 commiserate with you and and even um, offer words of condolences wisdom compassion prayer uh, at, at least that is something um, th- those those are the realities I think we need to ask ourselves is what kind of responsibility am I taking for my actions and how am I how am I responding to God by responding to others? Um, you know, that's what he's calling us to, to be, is, is to be people who respond to him through our actions towards others. There's, there's the proof in the pudding. That's where the rubber hits the road. How is your love, love life for others going, Ward? Well, you know, most of the time I'm quite nasty to most people, or most of the time I, I think down on them, or whatever is my issue becomes pretty evident with that kind of question. Um, at, at the same time, there are times when I can give myself some credit, not be too hard on myself, and say, well, actually, I, I really I really cared in this situation. I, I did go that mile. I mean, those conversations aren't usually how it goes with God and I, uh, but I think it's taking stock of the reality of, of your relationship with one another. Um, What are your actions? Yeah.
0: I appreciate that. And I think of uh, the the idea of being volitional and or responsible. And we are all um, uh, breaking the word down, response, able, right? Um, And how is it that we respond to God? And so God does his work, uh, his loving, compassionate work by his grace, And by his spirit, uh, he's given us his word and his church, his community. And God's given us this framework. Uh, And how do we respond? What do we do with what God has done? And we either make decisions that uh, will form our lives around uh, these gifts of God or will form us away from, if you will, um, these gifts of God. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Rollheiser who, who stated that everybody has a spirituality. Uh, and he's speaking about the idea that we're, we're, we're spiritual beings, so human beings are spiritual. And so everybody has a spirituality, uh, either a life-giving one or a destructive one. And our spirituality is made up of these decisions we make. Uh, what, what do we do with God? Uh, how do we interact with one another in light of uh, what we know to be true of God or have experience of God? And these things are our response ability, right? Our response uh, to God and in, in light of that to others. And these shape us and uh, guide us,
1: yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I'm going to be a little funny here and just say, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you allow me to ramble. And then you enter in and kind of make sense of what I've said. i said. I think that's very kind of you. <laughs> and the, the reason I wanted to do this with you
0: is because your, your ramblings over the last few years, I have actually gotten a lot out of. So <laughs> you've helped me uh, think and articulate. So, yeah, no, very, very good, Ward. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the conversation today, Ward. Appreciate your time. Any Any other thoughts before we
1: wrap this up? Um, you, you know, no, but I, I, I have to say, I've just been reading a fella who's probably not on the regular evangelical radar, and his name is Diogenes Allen. I, I, one of his books I, I, I entered in with is his book uh, *Spiritual Theology*, which was an excellent book. But one that I am, I think, is an excellent all-around uh, book for. Um, grounding yourself in kind of a beginning theology of God is theology for a troubled believer, an introduction to the Christian faith. Uh, You know, he's, he's a thoughtful individual and he makes the connecting points so well that you can't help, but be a little bit stunned about how, how I'll I'll, I'll say this in in humility, how brilliant the man is. Mm. Uh, he, He makes some really profound connections that even I, at, at, I'll say it at 59, am kind of going, wow, I've, I've not quite seen it that way. And so I, I just just want to give a shout out to, if, if anybody's looking for a good read and a good author, uh, this man is, is, is really um, saying some wonderful things. Um, That's, that's, that's about it. Sorry. I I put in a plug for somebody else. (laughs) Love it.
0: Love it. Uh, And and again, I think it, I think it fits well. You know, you mentioned at 59, um, you know, the the process is still happening, right? And and what the means by which the process can continue to happen uh, is through people in our our lives, uh, definitely through the word of God and through his community by the spirit. Now, but also in, in in reading you mentioned earlier about reading and, and having the time you're taking the time to read or having read earlier as you were seeking um and uh, there's a wide array of people uh presently but also through church history that i've written uh that can be a part of this process for us and with us definitely so no i appreciate that
1: yeah yeah well said and, and i'll close with that 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 yes um it, it is it is through reading many of these people who have walked the same path that we're walking um, that that I've gained an, an ability to grow in my relationship with God and, and be affirmed by them, be guided by them, um, be chastised by them. Um, mm. it, it's it, through that process. I, I, I know that some people aren't readers. My wife is not a reader. It's been an issue for her. Um, we we. We try different types of work around in order for her re- relationship to God to grow. And, and, and it must be very challenging to not be a reader. So I, I'm, st- I'm still trying to figure out how to, to help those who aren't readers to grow in their relationship with God. For, for me, that has been the way to spend time reading God's word, to spend time reading books where people have shared their walk journey or, or their thoughts. And so that that is a challenge for me because I'm looking at at it from that compassionate perspective. If we want to use that to to encourage others to grow and go, hey, if this person isn't a reader, how can you help them? Um, yeah. How can you give them a bit of a tutelage? So I think that's the, the challenge goes on. Um, thank yeah. you for your for your time as well. Appreciate it.
0: Good, wonderful. Thank you, Ward, and we will hopefully be able to do this again. You bet. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye bye.